This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the first post-game podcast of the 2020-21 season. That sounds very strange to say the least given Liverpool last played just four weeks ago and given the 2019-20 season, it's not technically over until Sunday night when Paris Saint-Germain and Bayern Munich go head-to-head in the Champions League final. Of course, these are strange and testing times, but one constant remains, and that's Liverpool keep on winning. The Reds kicked off their pre-season preparations with a 3-0 victory over Stuttgart in Austria this evening, with goals from Roberto Firmino, Naby Keita and Rian Brewster. Uh, and with Paul Gorst away, Dan Kay has been acting as the Liverpool FC correspondent for the Liverpool Echo today. And I'm delighted to have him on the line now, Dan. Great to have you on, mate. Uh, you watched the game. What did you make of it? Well, it's uh, it was a uh, an interesting run out for Liverpool. Um, th- the main priority, I think, for Jurgen Klopp, given the conditions in Salzburg, which were not very summery at all, torrential rain, and I think you know it was fortunately the conditions did improve towards the end of the first half, and then, and then were far better in the second half. So they got ninety minutes under the belt, and a few goals and a few clean sheets. Uh, sorry, a few goals and a clean sheet. I think really means that all the the, the main boxes that Klopp would have wanted ticked were, were done. Yeah, he's, he's took a full squad out to Austria and obviously, as you say there, he, he played different teams in both halves. I think 23 different players in total were used. I know it's very early doors in pre-season, but who were the players who stood out for you today, Dan? Well, I, I think you know, the first mention should go to the, the two shining stars of the first half, which uh, were Curtis Jones and Naby Keita in midfield. Uh, Cater in particular, obviously, you know, who came in for fifty odd million pounds a couple of seasons ago, and has a, has a very stop-start um, beginning to the first couple of years of his Liverpool career. He had a you know, he, he had a very positive end to it, you know, particularly after Project Restart and things got underway again. Scored a terrific goal against Chelsea in the final home match, and he really carried on where he left off. Uh, he put in an excellent performance. Um, scored one goal. Um, could well have created another one for, for Sadio Mane with an excellent one-two, which which Mane couldn't quite finish off. And just re- looked really ac- accomplished in midfield. Uh, Curtis alongside him as well, again, in, in a similar vein, had a, a very positive end to last season, signing his new contract um, and scoring his first Premier League goal against Aston Villa. And he, it seems strange to say, bearing in mind it's been such a short break. I mean, so I think it's only four weeks since the last game against Newcastle. But he seems almost to have grown a bit and filled mm-hmm. out a little bit in those few weeks, and as well as being as, as we were expecting to be, you know, good on the ball and uh, you know, an eye for a pass in and around the box, he looks a real kind of physical presence in midfield as well. Some good interceptions, some good tackles here and there, and he he made Liverpool's opening goal of preseason for Roberto Firmino with a really slick piece of play inside the penalty area, receiving the ball on the left hand side, showing some really quick feet to turn away from a couple of challenges, and putting it on a plate for. Um, for for Bobby, who continued his his streak of scoring away from home, um, the, the two lads, you know, the the, the front players, you know, you know, can't remember the last time we've ever seen Liverpool's front three starter friendly, and none of them would exactly be putting this in their kind of portfolio of greatest games, but it, it says a lot about Firmino and Salah that you know, they didn't really do much apart from link up in time on a tradition for the second goal, which was scored by Kate just just before half time, lovely little pass in, in from Salah into Firmino. And a sublime kind of like back heel on the turn, which was just diverted the ball perfectly into into Cater's path, and and he slotted home. So I'd say they they really were the standout performers of the first half. Um, 
in the second half, uh, I think all eyes really were on Kostas Timikas. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Liverpool's only new signing of the, of the summer so far, and I think he, you know, he he delivered a solid performance. He, he looked keen to get forward. He got a bit of a verbal rocket from James Mill <laughs> early on. Uh, that, that was a real kind of welcome to Liverpool for him after I think he, 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 a slightly sloppy piece of play where he gave the ball away. But he, but you know, he, he didn't look uh, in any way phased by it. And in actual fact, he gave he gave a bit of one out himself later on in the half when he showed really good defensive awareness when a ball came in from the right-hand side and he kind of scooted across from left-back and, and cleared it out for a corner at the near post before basically saying, hey, oh, where, where are the rest of you? And, and, and that's, what, that's what you need in a team. Everybody needs to kind of call each other out if, if people aren't quite hitting the straps. So I, I, it was a positive start from him. Takumi Minamino showed some lovely touches early on, uh, some really kind of slick, couple of neat little turns and, and you know, showcased again his real ability on the ball without quite delivering that kind of end product. It was almost like a little bit of a, a microcosm of his Liverpool career so far, really, you know, some some really nice touches and looks kind of quite, you know, easy on the eye. But we need a little bit more Klopp. You know, Jurgen Klopp certainly will be hoping for a little bit more end product for him. And the other real standout was, you know, the only actual substitute of the game. Bear in mind, it was two separate 11s. Midway through the first half, um, sorry, midway through the second half, 17-year-old Billy Cometio, mm-hmm. who is a young French centre-back who's been basically been promoted from the academy, uh, was brought on. Now, we've, some fans may have, um, we had a couple of pieces on him this week, some fans may have, there was one particular picture from training that got a fair bit of tap on social media where there was a group of them together, including Cometio and Van Dyke. And this 17-year-old is actually taller than Van Dyke. He's a really, <laughs> really big lad. And he, he just looks like, a, looks like Liverpool have got another colossus, you know, in the, in the, the time on the tradition of Ron Yates and um, Larry Lloyd and, 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 and obviously Virgil these days. He's he, he, very, very commanding in the air, but also decent on the ball. There was one incident, maybe 10, 15 minutes to go, when Liverpool got a little bit exposed at the back. And rather than kind of dive in, he kind of held his ground and kind of made the opponent make a decision and ended up getting a good block in. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the danger was averted. One lovely ball as well down the line, uh, late in the half for uh, Kostas Simakas, who was running forward at the time, which shows he's got an eye for a pass. So, yeah, well, a lot of supporters are still, you know, hankering after transfers, and obviously we'll keep on top of all of that. We understand that that's what a lot of a lot of modern supporters want to see. But we know how Jurgen Klopp operates. He very much believes in a tight squad, and he very much believes in young players. And it, it's very clear that you know Liverpool have got some outstanding young players that yeah you know, won't be able to do it all on their own. But going out and spending top top dollar on players who might not be as good. That's not in the Jurgen Klopp and FSG way of doing things, and, and I think you know the, the, the signs are very promising for some of the young lads coming through at Anfield at the moment. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Another outstanding young prospect is Ryan Brewster, who did get himself a goal, continued his excellent run of goal scoring form because he was on fire for Swansea in the, yeah. uh, the in the second half of the season, particularly after. Uh, lockdown ended. Uh, it's an interesting one with him, Dan, isn't it? Because he's clearly itching to play first-team football. You've seen the, that by the fact that he did go on loan to the Championship. And I know Paul Gorse was reporting uh, this week that this half the Premier League won him as well. Uh, mm. he's, he's obviously done himself uh, 
really good chance again today by scoring because he was the same last last summer, wasn't it? Whenever he plays in preseason for Liverpool, he seems to hit the back of the net. You know, do you think he's got a chance of being the in the part of the first team squad going forward? I think it's a really really interesting one. I mean, I seem to remember last season. I remember him scoring a, re- a really nervous penalty. I think on the American tour, but he didn't score. I can't. I don't know if I can remember him scoring too many from open play. Now he did score from open play today. I mean, to be fair, it was you know it was one I think either you or I would have fancied our <laughs> chances of finishing because James Milner put it on a plate for him. But what impressed me about him today was that he just looked, he looked really hungry. He was constantly chasing defenders down, particularly in the first 15, 20 minutes when, given the conditions, given you know, the completely new nature of the team that that came out, um, you know, it, it took Liverpool a while to kind of get going second half. But he was—he just looked relentless in terms of his pressing, his chasing down. He must be a nightmare to play against. He's—he's he's always pestering defenders, and and he might well have had two, two penalties. There was one literally in the first couple of minutes of the second half when he kind of like kind of bundled his way through on the left hand side of the penalty area and, and went down, and it was kind of a bit of a 50-50 one. Just just at the end of the half, it looked pretty much a cast iron one on the other side of the box. Picked up the ball outside, kind of dropped his shoulder and ran into the box and was clipped. And I think it was more a case whether the referee had taken pity on uh, Stuttgart or whether he was just soaked and he wanted. I don't think there was, all, uh, there was much injury time played. Whether he just wanted to get so, whether he was soaked, he just wanted to get inside and have a hot shower himself. I don't know. <laughs> but it was um, it, 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 it was a really encouraging performance from from um, from the young Liverpool forward. Um, was it was it ten in twenty or eleven in twenty? Yeah, I, f- I think it was very close to one in two, wasn't it? <laughs> For Swansea last season, and yeah, obviously they got to the playoffs, and I think they were quite unfortunate to be to be beaten by Brentford in the semi-final. I, you know, it, it looks like that like that loan spell will have done him uh, the world of good. I mean, you know, it seems Liverpool's front three aren't going anywhere. There's been you know a million words said and written about you know the supposed drop off between Liverpool's front three and, and the backup. Um, Divock Origi's future, you know, is, is one has been one that's been discussed throughout the summer, and no doubt still will be until you know the win until the window ends. But I, I, I think Rian, Rian certainly has to be in the mix. And, and given given you know, the, the Liverpool's front three are kind of like quite senior, you know, they're all in the late 20s now, having that little bit of extra pace and just that little bit of something different. Um, you know, I, personally, I, you know, I, I really would like to see Rian given a chance because he's been at the club a long time. I think he understands what Klopp wants. He's, you know, he's part of the squad. He knows the lads. And he's clearly going to go on to be a very good goal scorer for someone. So why shouldn't it be Liverpool? Most definitely, most definitely. I know there's lots of stuff, isn't there, currently on the Echoes website if uh, people are listening to this and want to catch up. There's, there's loads of stuff. because it is, It's really interesting, isn't it? Because we were saying before we started recording on this conversation, I know the game was shown on LFC TV and there's, there's loads of coverage on the official website, as you would expect. But, you know, they are intriguing, these games, aren't they? You know, it, 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 does, it, does, it does whet the appetite for the new season. Well, absolutely, and and even more so than normal. You know, in a standard preseason, Liverpool would probably play between six and ten preseason games. You know, they go away on a tour, play three or four over there, then they go. You know, Klopp likes to go to Evian and France, and then you know, there's often a couple of local ones. Um, obviously, because of the unusual nature of this year, the you know the the late finish to last season and the tight turnaround, Liverpool may only play three friendlies. One of which will be the Community Shield against Arsenal. Obviously, we've had Stuttgart today. Liverpool will play Salzburg in Salzburg on Tuesday. There has been some talk that Liverpool might try and squeeze another one in in the in the, uh, the two-week gap between the Community Shield and the start of the Premier League season on September 12th. But the difficulties of doing that is that there are two international fixtures played. So the, you know, these are you know, 
not your average pre-season friendlies. And I, and I think we saw that with certainly the starting lineup that Liverpool named, which aside from you know Curtis Jones and Nico Williams, who of course now do have you know some Premier League experience under their belts and 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 a Premier League winners medal each to, to show for it. Also, it was pretty much a full strength team. You know, the back the back five without Trent, the full front three. And uh, and for being okay, so I, I, you know that I can't ever remember seeing a full strength team in an opening preseason no. friendly. But this is no ordinary preseason, so I, there is there is increased interest in it, um, and it will continue to be the case. And and obviously we'll be on top of everything, you know, transfer wise, fitness wise, friendly wise, you know, as we build up to the big kickoff against Leeds three weeks today. We certainly will. Thank you very much, Dan. And thank you very much for listening at home. Uh, As Dan rightly said there, Liverpool are remaining in Austria until next week. And on Tuesday, they do take on Red Bull Salzburg before returning to England for the Community Shield against Arsenal at Wembley next Saturday. The first of those games will be previewed on Monday's main Blood Red podcast. But until then, bye for now. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red channel.